I'm Tom Spurs, and my favourite film of the year is Hotel Transylvania for Transformania. I'm Aaron Murray, and my favourite film is The Bubble. The Bubble. <laughs> bubble High. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here today to talk about 2022. Yeah. So far. It's a great, it's been a good year. It's been a good year. A there decent are, year. I feel like the first half, because I always feel like in a, in a year, just generally in time. <laughs> in all years. <laughs> the first half is weak. Yeah. Light and then it's the usually very half, slow. Yeah, yeah, and then the second half—that's where the bangers are. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this year is going to be the opposite way round. Possibly. Maybe that's yeah. the pessimist in me. I mean, who's gone too much good yeah. shit's come out already? Look at the lineup. Yeah. Like I feel like June has some interesting stuff. Yeah. July has some like superhero like blockbuster stuff like that. Get in there. But then like August is dead. Yeah. Yeah, August. that doesn't surprise me. Nothing in August. But like. Cause I can't even think of like that. I genuinely, when we when we watched everything everywhere all at once, mm. I left that film going, "What the hell am I supposed to be excited about now?" <laughs> and I, I, because weirdly enough, twenty twenty two has produced two of my favorite films of probably what will be the decade. Mm. Because weirdly enough, twenty twenty two is catered exactly to my tastes. Yeah. If you were to ask me at the beginning of this year, what are your dream films? I would have said a like two hour long action epic about mythology. Mm. Like, this kind of Dune-esque in its cinematography. Mm-hmm. And then a wacky uh, multiverse-themed surrealist at comedy film. And Morbius. And then Morbius. <laughs> and we got, weirdly enough, all three of them. We got those. all three, especially Morbius. <laughs> and so, like, absolutely. I feel like nothing in the second half is going to top the stuff that's been in the first half. There is some stuff in the second half I'm interested in. says he's got something coming out, I guess. Yeah, Martin McDonough. Has something. Yes. Like okay, actually, wait, I just thought of something. James Gray's got a film coming out. I, that's he does I have a film about. coming out. I that's like James I, Gray. James Gray. Yeah, genuinely. Cool. This is my take. James Gray is potentially the best director working, the best American director working today. There's also... That's potentially my take. I like I like James Gray. I He's love a good James director. Gray. Ad Astra. There's also, yeah. very soon, Dashcam. What is Dashcam? Dashcam's the guy who done host. Okay. Yeah. Is it a new one on like speed cameras? Um, it's like I don't, I don't know the way the, the way it's been described yes. is it's like Evil Dead meets Blair Witch. Apparently, it's fucking insane. That's cool. And it's like a lot of people despise it. I like that. And I said it's fucking dreadful, but I, I, I love, have, I love dreadful. I have the worst taste. Exactly. So <laughs> it's like yes. So speaking of having the worst taste, one of my favorite films of the year so far. Mm. Was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> in the twenty twenty two one that everyone absolutely hated? I'm still I'm still convinced you're lying to me when you say that you like that film. I love that film. Like, are you lying to me to get me to watch it? And I'll be like, <laughs> "Fuck sake, Tom! You just made me watch this film. That's fucking shit." Okay, so genuinely, I think that film. I think everyone. Okay, the thing is, my love for that film could al- almost certainly be wrong. And I mean, like, it probably is because I love that film on the basis mm. that that film was a parody. If it is was, it a parody? I think it. No, no, no. But the thing is, is I watched that film and I was like, this is too stupid to be real. Like, like this is too stupid. Like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre twenty twenty two contains a scene where Leatherface, who is treated as a joke the entire film, yeah, which I love. Um, because the thing is, they couldn't just make Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. Mm. Halloween, the 2018 one, kind of did just made Halloween again, but like differently. Yeah. And I, I love that. I thought that was really good. But this film, I thought te- they, they couldn't just make Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. So mm. they didn't. 
this scene, this film has a scene where Leatherface walks onto um, a bus mm-hmm. and um, someone takes a photo of him and says, dude, I'm going to cancel you on Twitter right now. I would love to and cancel Leatherface that, on Twitter. That, that is that cinema. Incredible. That is cinema. And if anyone argues with me, they're wrong. Mm. And it also, at the very end, the, they do just this random ending where he chainsaws someone's head off swings it around while the camera wildly cuts from different <laughs> angles of him just swinging this head around as um, is, is Elsie Fisher's on a bus screaming. And there's just a point funny. where Elsie Fisher just turns to the camera and starts explaining a sad backstory. And that is cinema. I mean, I mean, it's what, I mean, look, if you were watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 yeah. and you were expecting it to be like a good film. Exactly. You're a fucking idiot. Well, no, exactly. This that hasn't been thing. a good Texas Chainsaw film in like 40 years. Because this is the thing though. I don't get how people are taking this film seriously mm. because it's so stupid. It's a different level of stupid. It is... that There are some kids buying a town for some reason. It is a different level of stupid. But I... And maybe this is just the naivety and optimism in me. I believe that film was made as a joke. As <laughs> a parody. is maybe a bet. And so I believe that this film is a secret masterpiece. Okay. If I'm wrong, and this film was made to be a horror... Mas- like, you know, like a big horror blockbuster or whatever. Mm. Then I'm wrong. But I will die on the hill that Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 is a parody. And one of the best parodies to come out in recent memory. Okay, well... I will watch it eventually. I will. That's the spirit. I will watch it. If I'm, you no, genu- I genuinely think people are just taking it too seriously. I might. I, you know what? I might make it the first Texas Chainsaw film I watch. No. Oh, I'll no. do that. It'll be my no. first. I'll make it my first. That's what I, I'm gonna do. It's it's a great film though. I I love it. What's what's a, what's what's a film you've liked, Aaron? A film I have liked. Mm. Jk, I didn't. I I'm, I fucking hate this one. Okay, that's that's a good start. Uncharted. Oh, yeah. That's a film. So, on my list, the mm. Morbius is the very last film. What the hell? We've already talked about Morbius. It's a different plane. So, it's not really a film. Second to last is Morbius. It's Uncharted. Okay. Two Sony films next to each other. No weird things I've oh, seen this they're, year. They're doing great. They're I love Sony. Yeah. I love Sony. Um, so, I really love the Uncharted games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the yeah. Who does The fun. Yeah. The, they're, the fun. They're exciting. I want to play them. I was not excited for Uncharted. Why not? It has everyone's favorite actor, Tom Holland, who was in films. He was in um, Doolittle. Oh God, he was wasn't. <laughs> he was a dog. Tom Holland. <laughs> he like three scenes. He needs to fire his agent. Whoever his agent is, he needs a new one. I'll be his agent. Then again, his agent probably got on Chaos Walking. Okay. Genuine true story about Chaos Walking. I have no idea how good Chaos Walking is because <laughs> sure, I, it's great. I turned it on, got really annoyed by the first ten minutes because <laughs> I promise you, Chaos Walking is the most irritating film I've ever seen. It just irritated me Whoa. so fundamentally in the first ten <laughs> what, minutes. What was so bad in that ten minutes? Because it's like man's thoughts are like just be like so their thoughts are just like voiced or whatever. But it's so irritatingly done. I just got really annoyed, and I was like, "No, I can't do this," and I just turned it off. I think I rated a half a star on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> well, Uncharted's probably not that bad. Yeah, but it's pretty fucking dreadful. Okay, okay. it is. Okay, Tom Holland tries his best. 
We he, love a trier. He, he tries his best. Yeah, yeah. But the problem with the film is... Okay. I'd argue that he's not the main issue with the film. Okay. He he shouldn't have been in it. Yeah. He's not... I don't see Nathan Drake in him. Yeah. And I do think Sony had a different idea with this film. There's like a montage of him like working out. And it's like, it's clothes are off and it's a muscular top of Holland lifting weights and like doing like push-ups and all that. And it's like, okay, I obviously know what they're trying to do. They're trying to cater to the, you know, the teenage girl. Yeah. Who's like, yeah. I love Tom Holland. And it's like, so that's what they're trying to do. It's like a Tom Holland biopic. <laughs> it's, it's just like a day of his life. It's just called Holland. <laughs> like Joker. It wasn't even a film. Like, this is, this is just a documentary of Tom Holland. Getting up to Tom Holland things. The, the worst part of Uncharted. Besides just the fact it's just fucking boring. Yeah. It's probably Mark Wahlberg. Really? Mark Wahlberg's fucking awful in this film. Father Stu himself huh. is awful. It's just... Okay. It's one okay. of those films where, like, all of, like... Okay, Uncharted's... Mm-hmm. I don't want people to say, oh, it'd be, you know... It, it would work as a film, but then it's yeah. so cinematic. Yeah, the problem yeah, is, is that Uncharted is basically just Indiana Jones. Yeah. And, like, what helps make Uncharted different is the fact that it's a game. Yeah, interact with it. There's yes. no point to make that into a film. There's no reason, especially did anyway, and he did it anyway. And I don't like just like it. I don't know because like the plot is so boring. Yeah, there's the, there's, they've got the worst like throat slit I've ever seen in a film. Nice. Where the villain or one of the villains, I I, I don't care that I'm spoiling this film. And if anyone gets offended that I'm offended, if you get really offended, I'm like spoiling chances. Get better taste, I don't know. Wow. The, one okay. of the villains dies by getting, like, the throat slit. Yeah. And you see, and you see like, the thing, and you see, like, the throat, like, the knife go into the throat and all that. It happens. No blood. Perfect. Nothing. Just absolutely nothing. Then he just falls to the ground. There's a, lot, there's a part where... Oh, um, my God. Where Mark Wahlberg walks into a Papa John's. And then he goes like, Nate, like, where are you? I'm literally in a Papa John's right now. <laughs> it's, it's astounding. Oh my God. It's astounding that a lot of people liked it. Yeah. And I feel like it's a similar problem with the Sonic film where people's expectations mm. for these video game films are so fucking low. Yeah. That like, they will take a boring, milquetoast yeah. fucking yeah. like, film like that, which is so just dull. The effects are terrible in it. Yeah. Like speak speaking of um Sonic. Oh god. So I watched Sonic the Hedgehog two. You did? Yeah, I did. I, I watched didn't. it. Um I thought so Sonic the Hedgehog one I thought was just bad. I yeah. didn't like Sonic the Hedgehog One. It was, yeah. For what it's worth, I think Sonic the Hedgehog two has more video game in it. Mm-hmm. With that being said though, I I feel bad talking about this film because I've never ge- genuinely I feel like I've never watched a film before and so actively mm. gone, Wow, I am not the target audience for this. This is a film for toddlers. This, <laughs> Little <this> babies. Literally. <laughs> like, I was watching this film and go, I just think, I just want to strangle Sonic. I literally, I just want to drop kick that little rat. I swear to God. <laughs> he is the most irritating. <laughs> little chaos walking. Little brat. I, I can't stand him. Oh my God. With that being said, mm-hmm. Idris Elba has a very sexy voice, mm-hmm. and Jim Carrey. Um, Jim Jim Carrey. Does he steal a show like he did in the first one? He flosses. Fuck! I don't need to see this film. Man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! God. Um, 
And with I think thing is I think Sonic the Hedgehog's more interesting than it is. Like I was interested to see Sonic the Hedgehog two mm. because of one who's in it, Sonic, mm-hmm. the little mm-hmm. shit, and um, Tails and Knuckles. Yeah. And then the post credit scene, spoilers, sets up Shadow. I cannot wait for that. Which to be fair, I honest to God watched it for the post credit scene. Um, if they do not give Shadow a fucking gun <laughs> in the next one, I'm going to be so bad. <laughs> the Shadow scene, like, the thing, and this is the thing with Sonic, mm-hmm. is the visual effects are genuinely good. Yeah, Sonic, Tails, fine. Knuckles, and mm-hmm. Shadow all look really good. I still wish the old design was used for Sonic, but that's besides the point. It, it's in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yes, I saw I that. Need, I, I'm I watching saw that. that. Oh my god, the film's out today. The day we're recording this, the film comes out on Disney+. Plus. Oh I'm shit, it. it is out in I'm watching it. it. I'm genuinely going to watch it. it. It's got ugly Sonic in it. Um, but je- yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shadow, is, they, they all look good. Mm. I'm very interested to see where this goes. I mean, because mm. the Mario movie... It was delayed next year, but it's coming out. Mm. I'm intrigued to see where that, how that does, because I'm. Ve- I feel like I think it'll do well. Genuinely, I because I th- I gen I think that the film industry is looking for their next cinematic universe. They are, and I, and, and I do think video games are kind of where they're yeah. looking. I think Sonic the because yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog two for right now for me it seems like Sonic the Hedgehog is setting up this idea of video game characters in our world. Well, yeah, because they've also, I know with the mm. Sonic things as well, they've already announced like a spin-off. Yeah, yeah, there's Knuckles a Knuckles TV stuff. show. Yeah, yeah. So they're obviously building something. And I, gen- to be fair, don't get me wrong, I hate both those these films. <laughs> I think they're annoying and and they just, I, I, mm. I feel like a 40-year-old man watching them because I'm like, this is not for me. Um, and But you know what? They obviously have their fans. Yes. And I would not mind these being the next cinematic universe. Because I think there is probably more potential in video games than there are in comics, possibly. I don't think we're going to see any of them. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I would love to see a Metroid film. I would love to see, like... I genuinely, honestly, I pitch a Metroid film with basically no dialogue, where it's just like a Metroid horror film would be sick. I guess... That would be cool. Brie Larson would be a good Samus as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she would be a perfect Samus. No, exactly. Yeah. But, um... But, yeah, no. Sonic that Jog 2. Um, garbage. I want to kick that little rat. And I, I can't... I can't... <laughs> like, the, I thought the film was dreadful. But it made me very... So I guess I'll give it credit. The post credit scene worked. <laughs> I want to see Sonic the Hedgehog 3. And I'm genuinely kind of excited to see where the Sonic the Hedgehogness of it all because I do think this was mm. that I think Sonic the Hedgehog 1 was them going do people care? yeah and people cared and I think they, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was there do people care if we try to like marvel this shit up? Mm. and they cared yeah and so I'm curious to see where this goes mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see where like all these like video game films go like Uncharted Super Smash Bros it, I, they have to do that they will they have to they do will. it with like an Avengers kind no, of no they thing. absolutely will There's when no yeah I'm that like I think there is a lot of potential in games because also I think it gives gives them more creative freedom. Even if they're is, not like cinematic universes, even just yeah, yeah. getting video game films out again. Well, no, I think that's the thing that's, is I think you know. I think also video game films would push them not to make everything super linked. Yeah, because Zelda. Um, but Go genuinely, what well, I, I think what they could do is just make a bunch of video game films 
and then have them all multiverse together Smash Bros. Easy. You don't mm. even have to think twice about it. Yeah. Um, I wrote like 20 pages of a Mario movie script for the crack one day. One day. It's, it rocks, to be honest. That film would be fire. Um, do they speak Italian or do they speak Brooklyn? Apparently that's how they speak in the, in the film. They speak Brooklyn. Apparently they're going to have a Brooklyn accent. Oh my yeah. God. Not doing I, wrote, I wrote him so he said Mamma I think he says Mamma Mia at some point. And I, I was performing the script with my girlfriend and I just I, I did it in an Italian accent. Uh, it was brilliant. But genuinely though, I think... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> genuinely though, I think um, I, I think Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has potential. That's my Sonic the Hedgehog 2 rant. I thought it was a shit film, but I kind of intrigued to see where it goes. Well, I know they're not not a shit film, mm. but I guess like a mid film. Yeah, for me, yeah. was um, Fresh. Okay, I didn't see this one. A lot of people like Fresh. Mm-hmm. The Sebastian Stan and the Daisy Edgar Jones. I wonder name? why people like this film. Was it because of Sebastian Stan's probably attractiveness? Because <laughs> it's not that good. Besides that. Oh wow. Um. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I like the premise of the film. What's the premise? The premise is basically... Daisy, Sell it to me. Daisy Edgar Jones is a woman who is looking... Sold. <laughs> is a woman. <laughs> there you go. She's trying to, like, you know, she's looking for a man in her life and blah, blah, blah. Okay. She goes on dates and doesn't like them. And then eventually, she meets Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Who's this, like, cool, suave, like, sexy guy. Sebastian yeah, Stan. Sebastian yeah, Sebastian Stan. And then, um, eventually, it turns out that Sebastian Stan is not a very nice man. Bro. He's a bit of a naughty boy. Okay. And um, and then other things happen, which I, it is one of those films where if you spoil too much of it, yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. it's kind of okay. It's fine. The film set takes a long time to set up its key, like the main like theme around it. Mm-hmm. Really spends like the title, like the like the title card doesn't show till like forty five minutes in. Oh wow! How long is it? It's nearly two hours. That's where our problem is. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. Any, like, hmm. one thing to watch, it just left. Once once it gets to, like, what it is, it could be cool. Yes. The problem is, is it doesn't... Hey, my genuine issue with it is it is not nearly, like, vulgar or crazy enough okay. to justify both the length. I mean, it's, again, it's nearly two hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is... Just to be... I want to make sure we're not saying the long films are bad. No, absolutely not. We're gonna, absolutely we're, we're not. Gonna talk I love about long some films. Fucking long ass films. Yeah, I, I love long films. Yeah, 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 it's more so that the story that is here yes. is probably a perfect like one hundred minute a, a film. F- a film say. has to be able to justify its length. Yeah, exactly. I have no problem with long yeah, films. Yeah. I love long films. I think yeah. they're great. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. you need to justify that. No, you exactly. don't need to be you know like say for example Stranger Things. Two yeah, and a half exactly. hours. Two and a half hours. That's no. cool. <laughs> like, like that's that's. They, yeah, maybe they will justify that. They will, but no, they won't. <laughs> but but like, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, but you know, the, the the problem with Stranger Things as a length isn't the fact that it's a finale that's two and a half hours long. Mm. The problem is the fact that we know for almost certainty mm. that could have been multiple episodes, <laughs> or and like so yeah. we know it doesn't need to be two and a half hours no. they're just doing I mean, yeah. it because they want to shove to like you know it up people's asses yeah like exactly and fresh does not need to be like uh, yeah. i think yeah i think the problem with the film is once it gets to its main like point it just becomes like okay so even though it wasn't a film made for hulu it was like a festival yeah. film that's picked up it feels like it was made for a streaming service okay it's just got this feeling to it it's very like the the, the cinematography is really flat there's a couple of like cool needle drops here and there that are like neat but like there's but there's not much going on yeah. it's like it, once it gets to its premise like properly 
it doesn't do that much, yeah, really. Yeah. There's some gore in it, but the gore's not even that good. Considering what the film is about, mm. it seems like it's ripe for like, some really cool gore and stuff like that, and like just general horror. But it okay. kind of just ends up being like kind of repetitive and just kind of... It doesn't... It, it's And again, it's nearly two hours long. Bloody and it hell. doesn't... It, it was one of them where I'm like, by the time it gets to that point, I'm like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. It yeah, did not... Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, ironically, I watched Fresh the same day I went to go see the Batman. Later on that day. Yeah. Batman's nearly three hours long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was great. Yeah. Loved it. The length, I didn't have that... I, I thought the length, like, wasn't really an issue. Like, yeah. I, and that's nearly three hours long. But Fresh is kind of... That felt longer than the Batman for me. I get you. Which I is get bizarre. You. But, no, no yeah, I, I get you. I exactly. Get you. It just... And it was more like... I, people like it. That's fine. I didn't. I found it to be Damn. very mid. Sebastian mid. Sebastian <laughs> mid. Semidian stan. Uh, genuinely, I'm... Um, can I, can I get a quick one-two punch of animated films yes. out of the way? Mm-hmm. Actually, I've got three animated films. I'll just... Fucking hell, I've so... I've watched too many Fine. animated films. Um, any, but mid-animated films. Yeah. Welcome to the mid-animated films collection. Hotel Transylvania 4, Transformania, is genuinely one of the better Hotel Transylvania films. Okay. But it's also a Hotel Transylvania film. The fourth one. The fourth one, Jesus. Adam Sandler isn't even signing up for these anymore. Nope. The plot is a DeviantArt fan fiction mm-hmm. because it's the monsters become human and the humans become monsters. Cool. How long did that one take up to think up? Um, and my, I watched it with my girlfriend and she genuinely predict said, uh, no spo- spoilers about Hotel Transylvania 4. She literally said, I wonder if the house will explode at the end. And then like five minutes later, the house exploded. <laughs> okay. It's like, like, that's the level it's at. Like, that's the level of writing. Like, yeah. I could have given this, like, a typewriter to my, like, seven-year-old cousin mm. and be like, we need a new Royal Transylvania film. And, and like, he would have spat yeah. us out. Um, the House was, uh, like, it's like a horror That's like a Netflix thing. Anime. It? Yeah, yeah, it's like a horror anthology. It's good, yeah. It's boring. It's <laughs> really, really boring. I, I, I wanted to like this so bad. Mm. So bad. Yeah. It was... So, yeah, I watched it again with my girlfriend. It was our movie night. It was my pick for movie night. Yeah. And we haven't done any movie nights since. <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> or at least I'm not allowed to pick anymore. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was really, really boring. There are some cool, weird, creepy bits. Okay. I like the first story. There's three stories. I like yeah. the first one. It's boring, but there's like the, the, the second half's cool. Okay. The second story was... Again, a bit boring, but had, like, some really cool surrealist bits. The third story is terrible, and I never want to see it ever yeah. again or think about it ever again. It's got some decent moments, bits, bits of quality. Otherwise, it's just, it's exhausting. Mm. You get, like, the stories feel so long, despite yeah. the fact that, like, it's an anthology. If anything, it should feel too quick. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it it should, should be, like, 10, 15 minutes. Exactly. Most, yeah. But it's... Cause I, I think each story is about half an hour, and you feel that half Fucking an hour. Fucking hell, Jesus. You feel that half an hour. What? <laughs> um, the Bad Guys is the last one. Yeah. The Bad Guys, despite having a, just a surprisingly funny title, but it's actually, like, genuinely good. Mm. Uh, I was surprised. Predictable as is piss. It is, like... It's got it's got a villain twist. It's mm-hmm. the almost obvious villain twist, and there are some twists in the film that feel like they were supposed to be set up when there wasn't. Oh. It feels like a lot got cut, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. 
like a, it feels just like a bunch of stuff just got cut for some reason. And yeah. They, and they were like, ah, oh, you know, we we were supposed to talk about this character, <laughs> but we didn't, and it made a lot of the reveals lose anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Rockwell's a wolf, and I like Sam Rockwell. He, he's good. Great guy. He's good. Can't wait for the fairy porn. Uh, aside from that, it was it was fine. Yeah. It it's like my problem with a lot of animated films now, like nowadays. It's weird. This is my problem with them. So many of them are now trying to be different in their animation style that they're yeah. starting to become the same. The same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. there's all there's such an obvious thing to the blame for mm. this Spider Verse. Spider Verse showed guys we can innovate. See, it's Think interesting it. because I because I feel like Puss and Boots is doing it really well. Yeah, where Puss and Boots is sticking to its animating style. But Sorry, that's added... a sense I never thought anyone. I know, I know. <laughs> Like the point, like I have no interest in Puss Boots, but I saw yeah, the trailer yeah. for it, and like I need to watch that trailer. Actually. And like, there's there's a couple of really cool bits of animation yeah, that yeah, yeah. are really inventive and yeah. interesting. Like there's like some like stop motion kind, almost like Lego cool. movie sort of, that's but it's cool. like, but it still is a post like it's still a similar like yeah, animation yeah, yeah. style. That's which makes sense that it sticks to that because it's. I'm yeah. sick of people trying to do animation like cool animation now. Where they just like lower the frame rate. Yeah. Like that's you know, I mean, like, we've yeah. We've seen this. We've seen yeah. this. Even um, stuff like in the Miss Marvel trailer. Yeah. Like, the Miss Marvel trailer has a bunch of Spider-Verse-esque animation stuff in it. It's like... I'm going to release a live-action movie that's 10, like, FPS. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, oh, it's inventive. Well, the thing is, like, <laughs> Spider-Verse pulled it off somehow. But generally, <laughs> the lowing FPS doesn't look good. So I don't get why. But yeah, that's my uh, animated collection. Mm. There are two good animated films, but I'll talk about them later. I have I have a quick fire. Go on. Uh, because Hit me though, with your collection. Okay. Even though I'm not a reviewer, I am a reviewer. He's a reviewer. I reviewed a couple of films this year. Yeah. On yeah, the yeah, website yeah. Loud and Clear, which I will round off to deck. Yeah. Do you, you want, do you want to say that looking at the camera? Loud, loud and Clear. I, I I review stuff on Loud and Clear. Uh, Go read them. You review stuff where? Loud and Clear what's reviews. The, what's the website address? Loudandclearreviews.com. I think it's loudandclear.com. What's that review address again? Loudandclearreviews.com. That's bonkers. I'm going to go to Loud and Review. Yeah. That way it was. Loudandclearreviews. Loudandclearreviews.com. Yes. I'm going to go to visit loudandclearsreview.com. You do that. Okay. You enjoy it. Loudandclearreviews.com. Bookmark it. Yeah, better. Give it a. Slacks. Give it a like on Google. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Like on Google, um, you can um, bookmark my author page that I have. I will there. do that. Yeah, I will bookmark it. I will make a bookmark of it. A physical, a, real a bookmark. physical bookmark. Yeah. So I reviewed the Final Footage Phenomenon. Yeah. Which is a documentary on Shudder. Okay. Um, which is about the Final Footage films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Um, a little bit like it, it doesn't. It, it it's one of those where I think it's better if you watch it. As someone who likes fan footage, yeah, rather than someone who's like looking to kind of get into it, okay. I think I, I think like it's a it, it's a decent like documentary, but it does struggle a little bit in terms of making you interested in fan footage. Yeah, because get, it covers get, get, it covers yeah. like some like lesser known films, but it's almost like it expects you to have already seen a lot of them, okay. despite the fact that like some of these films are like ten people have watched them because it's like fan footage. But I like fan footage; it's decent. Mm-hmm. There's some good like little like interesting like facts in there. Like there's a Think about like that film Megan is missing. Yeah, which blew up on TikTok. There's a thing about the director, and there's a really interesting thing where even though people despise that film, he was talking about how um, he actually got a lot of letters off people and emails from people who watched the film and like just fell in love with it and said it was like really amazing. 
That's and like cool. they got like a really strong attachment to it. And it's like even though that film had like a one point four or something on Letterbox, it's interesting that it's still because it's it's I've never seen it, but it's something that I actually want to watch. Yeah. Even yeah. though I know because I I'm aware that even though it does have even though it's pretty universally hated, there is that minority that adore it. Yeah. It's great and like yeah. it's really strong. And it's like, that's what's interesting about like Final Fantasy in general. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one of These Days, which is a indie film with that Joe Cole. Okay. And Peaky Blinders and stuff. It's about like this um, competition that's run in America where you put like your hands on a car and you can see like how long like, you can endure it for like, you can, it's basically like, you can like put your hands on a car and just kind like endure that for hours and hours and hours on end. It's like a okay. weird competition. It's a, it's like a, it's a drama about that. It's like a Mr. Beast video. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was, that was really, that, that was a decent little like drama. Yeah. I, I, it, it lose the last like, it's way too long. Yeah. It hits like a real good end point. Okay. It's, it, that's another one. It's two hours long, but then the last like 20 minutes is like this kind of, flashback that's uh, not necessary wait so it's a film about that it's it's basically it's basically about like the contestants who were there and you kind of see them like as the at this like car and kind of you see them talk to each other and stuff okay like that. i think that and sounds then, like it could be cool yeah and then it also shows like the story of like one of the organizers yeah, like, kind yeah, of, yeah. Like, day-to-day. It, it's kind of like it's a very like small drama like kind of yeah but no it was good i also interviewed the lead actress and director of this film as wow. well. Wow, okay. For, which was really fun. Loudandclearreviews.com. 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 Um, Bonkers. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, that's really sick. Um, Windfall. I saw Windfall. Which is the Netflix film. I know a lot of people don't like it. And yes. I completely get it. But I just have like a fetish for films that are mostly in one house. And it's just See, three people. I have a Jesse other. Plemons fetish. I also have a Jesse so, Plemons fetish. So those two things together. Did I, did, I, <laughs> I didn't mind the film. I thought Jesse Plemons yeah. was sexy. He is He is definitely the highlight of that film. Yes. It is because he's just, it's Jesse Plemons. It's Jesse Plemons. It's fucking great. Best actor. But no, I I, I really, I, I dug it. I mean, I, I, I really, I, I do get why people don't like it. Yeah. I do get it, but it's fine. I, I, I thought it was good. Okay. Fuck the haters. <laughs> and the last one, which the review's not out yet. Oh, wow. But I can talk about it. Okay. There's no embargo for it. It's a film called The Righteous. Okay. Which is a religious horror film. Very Midnight Mass, I would say, is like mm-hmm. about this, um, it's about this, like, former priest who's, um, who loses their adopted daughter. Okay. And, like, one night, this younger guy uh, comes to their house, and he starts being friendly with them, but then crazy shit starts to happen. Mm. Um, that's similar to Windfall a little bit, where it's mostly, it's just in one house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. talking. Interestingly, it's it's directed by um, Mark O'Brien, who's in Ready or Not. Okay. He plays the husband in that. Yeah, But yeah, yeah. also, the, the older guy, in Ready or Not is also in it. Okay. And it's kind of like a bit of like a reunion between the <laughs> two. Or not reunion. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's really interesting. But like he but that guy, like he directed, wrote it and produced it. Okay. And like all of like and it's That's but it's a it's a really it was a I really fucking liked it. Okay. It's a really interesting film. Kinda the ending's a bit like I think it it was doing a good job of like having it be very like leaving it up to you to yeah, figure out what's going yeah. on. Then it kinda does that thing of the montage where you see bits from earlier on in the film, like lines and stuff, yeah. and then it's like, ah, oh, it's all coming together. It's like, I, I don't like when films do that. It's just something I... I no, I, I, don't, I, get I, it, I don't I don't yeah. mind it in certain films if the, if it's done well, but I feel yeah, like Yeah, I think it's nice yeah. if it's 
if it is, I, I don't like it before a reveal. Yeah. I kind of like it after a reveal. Yeah, like, if it all, like, if it, like, it's sort of like, ah, okay, now I see, like, the connect, like, the pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, like, I, I think it, it kind of, like, but for, like, a debut, it's really fucking cool. Like, that's it's a sick. really, like, good start. That's sick. Like, yeah, it's, but they're, like, they're, like, the four films. Okay. Kind of all kind of on Loud and Clear Reviews. Loud and Clear Loud and Reviews dot com. Dot com. I also review shows there, but we're not talking about that. That's bonkers. True. Fuck shows. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck TV. Fuck TV. Film um, Hive. I was going to say, speaking of TV, Moon Knight. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I, I talk about bad animated films. Good animated good films. Ones, yeah. Bad Guys is pretty good, but that's... Yeah. Um, so two animated films will come out this year. I, I don't know why. I just watched a ton of animated films. Because I think they're really easy to watch, so mm. I, I don't mind. Like I will happily watch a bad animated film because yeah. it's easy to watch. Um, Apollo Ten and a Half: A Space Age Childhood. I need to see that. Potentially, which is it's going to sound weird. I call it a good film, and I'm going to say <laughs> it's potentially most disappointing film of the year. <laughs> what? Because I love Richard Linklater. Yeah. But bloody hell, man! Just you don't understand. It's 2022. It's nine years since before midnight. You're supposed to make another before film, and he I made do it. he made a film called Apollo Ten and a Half: A Space Age Childhood, which is fine. It's a good film. Mm. It is essentially just him monologuing about nostalgia for mm. and the the eighties for you know however yeah. long, which is fine. Great. It, it's like it's it's pretty. It's a pretty looking animated film, mm. but. It was it was very underwhelming. But it's a it's a rotoscope one, isn't it? Yeah, like like, yeah. like Scanner Darkly. Yeah, and like um the one he did called Waking Life. Waking Life, yeah. Which is cool. It's mm-hmm. nice to see Richard Linklater doing it. And I always love seeing directors who typically don't do animation doing animation, like Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah. I, my favorite films from Wes Anderson are generally his animated films. Mm. But with that being said, I couldn't help but feel like Richard Linklater could have just made before four and I would have cried. But oh well. What if he didn't make it because of the pandemic? Fuck the well then fuck the pandemic. <laughs> um and then the other one, which is I thought was was a lot better than I expected it to be, mm-hmm. almost the other way around if you might say, was Turning Red, the new Pixar film. Oh yeah. Pixar, for some reason seems to be on a bit of a hot streak right now. Um even though all of their films are weirdly going to disappear. Yeah, I mean course. I mean when I say hot streak, I mean yeah. their films are good. I don't mean the like you know, you, Disney are, like, kicking their ass. Disney seems to fucking hate all of these films, unless yeah. it's, like, established, like, like, like it or something. Well, like, exactly. I don't get it, but, um, like, Luca, I liked. Well, I say Hot Street, two films. I liked Luca a lot. Soul, Soul was, I um, hate Soul. No, but, like, people love it, though. Yeah, people love yeah, Soul. Yeah, so, so I guess it's still on a Hot Street. But, um, Turning Red, I thought, was, a, was so much better than I thought it would be. Hmm. It's got a, a genuine... It talks about things in a film that... I never expected to see in a kid's animated film, mm. which I think that for me, that, that will always be, because I, I personally, I think representation is the, is the most important thing in mm. cinema. I, but especially, you know, like, I, I think when you, I think especially when you come from communities that get nothing, yeah, you can completely relate, like understand, um, because I, I'm asexual and mm. as an asexual person, representation doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> we got one yeah. scene in Sex Education, mm. and we got one BoJack Horseman character. Yeah, that is it. that's all. Yeah, there is not a single asexual yeah. film. There's not. There's nothing. Mm. So, I I can very easily understand how how important representation is to people. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember there's one film that came out a couple of years ago 
can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Um, what is I don't what is it called? I can find it really easily. I mean, because I I, I mean, because I um, you know, because I I'm I'm, I'm autistic, so yeah. like a lot of like, so I'm looking for like good like representation of that. Like I know I've heard really good things about Cha uh, Cha Real Smooth. Yes. Which apparently there's an autistic character in that who's actually like on the spectrum, which yeah. is a refreshing because usually because usually if you want like an autistic film, you gotta ask Sia. No. For one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you don't want that. Like honestly, one of the best depictions, weirdly enough, is fucking Ben Affleck in the Accountant. That's bonkers. Which is insane, but like considering okay, it's it's obviously not like that realistic because I'm yeah. a realistic person chasing born. But <laughs> you you're not like a super badass accountant. I wish I was, but like, but even but it, what it is with that, it's a lot of the little moments in it yes. where it's like they. It, it felt like, I mean, it, obviously it'd be great if it was like a person on the spectrum was doing it, but it, it at the very least, it felt like they'd done the research, yeah. so it still is Ben Affleck doing the Jason Bourne thing, yeah. but it's also a genuinely like, interesting depiction of an autistic person. No, no, I like, so you do, like That's the thing, because I know there's a lot of like sort of Asian representation coming out now, like I yes. think everywhere all at once, which I'm assuming yeah. we'll talk about. We'll be talking about that. Oh, we will. Um, Pachinko on Apple yeah. TV+, Plus, which yeah. is fantastic everyone needs to watch that by the way i will please do. i need to i need yeah. to and after that uh, um yeah so there's a, there was a film that came out two years ago called straight up which mm. was like it wasn't even an asexual film but it, it was like the closest we got yeah. i cried i cried my eyes out um i love that film but that that's this isn't even the point the point is mm. is that i so i can understand why representation even stuff like the fact that turning red talks about aspects of femininity yeah. that I, I know for certain because I, I watched it again with my girlfriend just and, and that gave me such a better perspective yeah, the yeah, film, yeah. because she was shocked at some of the stuff it talked about to do with periods to do with puberty mm. and I think that, that stuff talking about that stuff is so important in films like this and in kids films yeah. it's so important mm. because e- even and I know with the two guys talking about a film about about <laughs> that's so intrinsic to to you know to to mm. girls, and I so but even as a guy, you, guys are clueless to this shit. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, you know, because I mean, even schools now, yeah, like, it's a bit tough to really get well, no, like, exactly. good sex education. Think like... about the amount of fucking little boys who are gonna watch this film yeah. and go. Period. <laughs> and like, no, but that is so yeah. important. No, yeah, no, no, exactly. It, you know, it, that's the thing. I mean, that's why it's like kind of hilarious to see people. So, well, I mean, it's not, but like, you were just like yeah. this idea of like talking about like, oh, you know, like kids know too much about sex and well, the schools. Yeah. I was like, do they really? Could I even say like education's pretty shit? No, it's like, exactly. like, kids don't know yeah. fuck all. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, even then, it's like, it, all they know is, I guess it's a thing. Exactly. Adults <laughs> it don't exi- know fuck all. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, so like, I really don't think it's that good. Like, so I think, <laughs> I think it's why films like this are really important. Mm. And it helps that the film is also animated gorgeously. Yeah. It's genuinely funny. Mm. Um, and has genuinely yeah. good characters. And, and, and like, you know, it, it's good. The film aspects of this film mm. are still really good. Yeah. But I think the main takeaway from this film for me was... The fact that it was how brave it was, yeah, yeah. How how you know like any and like, it's just it's just yeah. a shame that fucking Disney for whatever reason decided. Yeah, you, you do to have to wonder them. if Disney saw a kids film about periods and went. Cause well, there was no reason to put it on Disney Plus. No, it's not, it came no, out because no it, it is a, 
it's not even like there was like no competition no, no literally like i guess luca obviously was was kind of a product of the pandemic yeah like luca made sense to put that on this, disney plus do, this doesn't this but, is yeah. this is just disney being stupid it, it, it came out um, it came out on disney plus a week after the batman no, exactly. Like, felt like it was one of them. It, was it no, could have. It was fine. Like, it would like, have. Yeah. It would have done. Because the thing is, people people liked it. Exactly. It would. It probably would have done payback money because there, yeah, like, exactly. there was nothing else. Well, exactly. Like, there was, like, I, I don't kids. understand it. Yeah, but fun. for some reason, they didn't let this film get in cinemas. It was stupid. But it's a good film. Yeah. If you haven't seen Turning Red, go and watch Turning Red. It's great. Well, a good film that I could talk about. Yes. Um, in my nice little smorgasbord of films. Yeah. Um, it's a film that's the total opposite of Taylor Grads. I'm okay. But it's about teenagers. Oh. The Fallout. Yes, I like that film. The Fallout. Um, I. Okay, so The Fallout was one of those films that I knew was really good from the festival circuit. Yeah. And interestingly enough, came out like around like about like Euphoria was on. Yeah, like well, but like Euphoria, like was kind of in the middle of its second season, which was a bit mid. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, so I didn't know what to sort of expect, but um, I watched it, and mm. I was. It's a really good fucking film. Yeah, it's just a really powerful, like you know, a film about like two girls who basically form a like a friendship over like a school shooting. Yeah, that they both were kind of like victims of, like who both like had to kind of endure like that fear of like being in there while it was going on. Yeah. And um, so it's got Maddie Ziegler, who funny enough was in Sia's music, like music last year, which is. Maddie Ziegler is the one from fucking Dance Moms. Dance Moms as well. She's really good in it, but the start of the show is fucking Jenna uh, Ortega, is it? Yeah. yeah. She's fucking outstanding in that film, and like she's. Because she's, I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll mention just that quick as well, which is kind of also on my list. Scream, which yes. was fine, but she, but she was, but she was one of the best parts of that film. Yeah, she's just really like she's a really fun, like just she's a really fun and exciting actress who's doing a lot of different films. Yeah, that I think of like genuinely because she's also an ex as yeah. well. I need to watch X, which again was fine. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, a bit too long. Okay, a bit too like a bit too. Like I don't know, it it was it, it wasn't as good as well. Like I was hoping it to be, but yeah, like okay, yeah, but yeah, one yeah. like I, I think like she's really promising as an actress and she's yeah. doing a lot of really cool things. Yeah, 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 and like and I think the Fallout, can I say like a Scream and X are doing a good job to kind of make it to like a bit of a Scream Queen. Yeah, whereas I think like the Fallout is showing that she's a really good serious actress. That's and I could see no, yeah, her getting like an Oscar or something like that. Yeah, and it's interesting that it came out kind of while euphoria was on because it's interesting to watch euphoria which i i like euphoria mm. but i'm not gonna pretend it's like the most realistic thing yes. Euphoria is fucking stupid for a lot of it's like <laughs> for a lot of it but it's fun yeah it's fun it's quite funny zendaya is excellent in it yeah but it's interesting fun to kind of feels like a weird word to describe euphoria it, yeah it is but what it is it's because it's so outlandish yes. but i don't but i don't know whether that's on purpose or no, sam levinson yeah, yeah. just thinks he's the Fucking best well, things in he, Slice Bread. He did direct Malcolm and Marie. He did. I, I, think want, he, I, I thought that film was okay. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, Sunday was good, then. Oh. Uh, John David Washington was good. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> we did this. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like, 
But it was interesting to kind of see all that with like with like with like really yeah, outlandish. Yeah, yeah. Then watch the fallout, which is probably like more closer to reality, which is yeah. fucking depressing. But it's not like misery porn. It's just a genuinely like interesting. No, I thought that was one of the more interesting things about it. It's how it never yeah. fell into feeling like misery porn. No, even though it came out, it was on HBO Max. Yeah, and stuff, and it came out when Euphoria was kind of on, and it the trailer I think as well kind of has that. Yeah, like and has that kind of vibe a little bit that they're trying to make with that yeah. and it's like but it's not like that at all it's like kind of the inverse of what like teen drama is yeah which is like yeah but no it was really it was really really good i really enjoyed it get in there yeah speaking of um something that i felt like walked the fine line like walked the fine line of not turning into misery porn that we both watched mm. on the count of three Aha! Yes, I fucking adore that I film. I really, really like that fucking film. Fucking brilliant film. Really like that film. Um, it's about um, two guys who form a suicide pact mm-hmm. and then decide to live out their last day yes. planning to kill themselves at the end. Yes. It's obviously about very sensitive subjects. It's a very... It it has this weird, like, it toes this bizarre line of... I, I don't know how it does it. I, I don't... I, yeah. That was my big takeaway from this is is I walked away from the film and went, how on earth did that pull that off? It's interesting because it's... I I found it really funny. Yes. You know, it is. It's really funny. And then it just stops being funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. not in, like, a distracting way. It kind of toes this line. But then it's, like, as the day goes on, as it's so... But it's why then we're, like... I, you sort of realise it's, like, mm. the comedy stops, but it's more so... It kind of... It gets less and less funny as it goes it on. It could have felt like two very separate films. Mm. But it somehow... I, I don't know how it does it. It manages to pull off feeling mm. cohesive. Mm. Um, it's not even that fluid. long, either. No, it's, like, 18 it's like, minutes. Which it's is like, tiny. Yeah, which, yeah uh, which, again, like, I have no problem with long films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me... That is one of the best parts about that film. Is how exactly. it's able to go through all of this shit. And it's like... Yeah. I mean, yeah, it ended and I was like... It's like just under 18 minutes. How yeah. the fuck did it do that? It's, like, <laughs> it walks such a fine line. Yeah. It walks it so well. Yeah. You never feel like... Oh, now it's the funny part. Yeah. It, it just... it just Like, like you said... I, ne- I When I watched it, I didn't even notice the, the funny stop. What it is with like with the comedy... Yeah. Is it's like... It's not laugh out loud funny exactly. in terms of... There are like bits where I did laugh. Yeah. Because... I, Christopher Abbott is really funny in it. Yeah. Like in the beginning, like he's got some good lines and good, just like you know. But it's one of them where you're not you're not like pissing yourself laughing. It's more so you laugh along with it yeah. because it's quite absurd. A lot of it, like early on, just this idea of like some of the stuff that they do, yeah, and kind of some of the lines and the way some of the lines yeah. are delivered and stuff and like. But yeah, I mean, it's also got one of the best uses of a fucking Papa Roach song in my life, like which I fucking love new metal. So yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's great. Yeah, it's it's insanely good. It is really good. Really yeah. good film. Really solid film. Another film that I guess is kind of misery porn, sort of, yeah. is Vortex. Okay, yeah, I, I haven't seen this one. I really yes. want to. So, Vortex is the new film from Gaspar Noe, which is it... I don't know how to say that. I say Gaspar Noe. I've heard a lot of people say it like that. I'd say Gaspar Noe. Gaspar Noe. He is... So, it, it's a bit weird to say yeah. that this is his probably his tamest film. <laughs> Given, given that it's about a film, it's basically a film about an old couple. Yeah. One has got serious heart problems, and the other one is showing very, very serious signs of dementia. Yes. Pretty much, like, it's showing signs, but I'd say probably when it starts, they've they've got they've got it. Like they're not showing signs by that yeah, point. Yeah. They don't know. Like it's they're pretty under on the heavy end. 
And so the film is essentially two and a half hours of this old couple in their day-to-day doing stuff. The yeah. husband who's suffering from heart problems is a writer. He's, he's writing this book about like films and dreams. That's kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of that talking about dreams. And there's a lot of like sort of... A lot of people say it's pretentious dialogue. But it's a lot of just talk about dreams and the idea of that and like films being you've sold me the word pretentious dialogue (laughs) but it's that it's very like if you've seen Gaspar Noe's films it's very much like that where it's not it it doesn't have this like you know it's it feels offensive even though a lot of people probably don't talk like that it's interesting it kind of like tells this weird line and this like the central couple of the film also have a son who's Mm. who's dealing with problems of his own he has a son he's got drug problems as well and it's like and his, and his stuff, he's kind of like a support character. He doesn't really have like a clear arc. Okay. I, I feel like his stuff would probably be seen as the weakest point in a film. Okay. Because I guess he doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. But I also, at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I'd necessarily cut him out of the film entirely. Yeah, I get you. It's one of those films where, okay, the first half an hour of it, I'd argue, is of, it lit. So the whole thing takes place on two screens. Yeah. Pretty much. You got one screen. And you got two, so you've got these two screens, and essentially you see two different perspectives on the screen at all times. Yeah. So it might be on one side, it's the father or the, the husband, and then on the other, it's like the mother, like kind of just doing stuff, like you know. So the film starts, and she, so so, so the the woman is essentially walking around, and she's going into different shops, and you, and then so while all that's going on, you see, you know, the guy who's just at his like desk talking to people on the phone. Yeah, that is essentially uncut for like thirty minutes of the film, and that is it. Yeah, you could cut it, but it's one of those films where it's interesting because Gaspar Noe's like films are typically very loud. There's a lot of mm. strobe lights. There's a lot of he fucking hates epileptics. I don't know what it is about them. He just he can't <laughs> stand them clearly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just not have that in the film. Okay. But at the same time, it still is a Gaspar Noe film. Yeah. yeah the yeah. end. The end credits is still at the beginning of the film, like he does genius he still does that there's still like you know like very hard to watch scenes Mm -hmm. like i honestly found myself having i I genuinely felt like i was having like a two anxiety attacks in the film yeah there's like two very 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 horrible scenes that are like happen in the film that are just hard to watch not necessarily because they're gory or anything like that they're just the way the directors and you kind of just you know like I won't give too much away. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not really a film where you like, don't don't spoil it. Like it's not like you know Endgame, but <laughs> but like yeah, there's, no, a, like, there's it, like yeah. a shot where like someone has a heart attack, okay. and you basically just see them just slowly like you realize they're having it, but they can't call an ambulance, and you kind of just see them the walking around the hand on the heart, and it goes on for like ten minutes, and then that's that, and then the ending which. I, it's going to sound like hyperbole, but it is genuinely, that ending is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's probably one of the best endings I've ever seen in my life. Okay. And it is just literally an empty house. Yeah. It's shot of an empty house with this like ambient like music playing under it. But it gets louder and louder and louder. And it's just the way it's done. It's really fucking strong. And it's like, yeah. it's. The way I can't, wait. I can't wait. It's such like a like I can't even. It's tough to really recommend to people. I mean, but at the same time, I would recommend people watch it yeah. because it is so. 
it is so like strong, especially if people have went through that kind of, you know, people who went through like those kind of issues, especially like dementia and stuff. I mean, because it is. I mean, I mean, Gaspino. It's a very personal film as well because Gaspino mm. suffered a fucking brain hemorrhage yeah. in twenty twenty, and this is kind of the product of that. I yeah. mean, he survived, and it was probably like it was. It was very close to killing him. Yeah. Like, thankfully, he didn't. And he's and he made this film from it, a film that's completely different from anything else he's made. He's one of my favorite directors, and because he's he's very he's very controversial, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily like everything he's made. Yeah, but there is no filmmaker like him. Yeah. And their directors I like. I love directors that are just they make films like they, like you can tell it's a Gaspino film when you watch it. Even a film like this, which is completely different from the rest of his work, you can tell it's a Gaspino film yeah. just by the way it tells its story. Just the way it. It's not a film I can necessarily recommend, but it's a film that I think people should watch because it is fucking outstanding. It's amazing. I love it. That's really no. I I can't wait. I really really cannot wait. It's not online anywhere yeah. it's not on vod anywhere i saw it in a cinema i would recommend if people can to see it in a cinema i will find a way it's playing it's playing in the fact that's where i saw it i'll you, find a way you might yeah i, I will would, find a way if you can watch it in a cinema yeah because yeah, yeah. the way the way the format's done like it's worth it's so much yeah, more powerful no, in a cinema. um yeah. speaking of misery porn which just seems to be our favorite topic right yeah now, i love it after yang oh god which which, I mean, it is mystery porn. It is. But I'd say it's a bit more optimistic. Yeah. A little bit. It's very much... It, it, it's almost almost exactly what I feel like... The, and I will say, I think after Yang, it's not grown off me a bit. Mm. Um, I definitely am not as keen on it as I was when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. That isn't necessarily... I, I really like the film when I first watched it. Now I'm a bit more like, I like it. Do you think it might be one of those films where when you watch it, you'll love it again? Do you know yes. what I mean? No, yeah, it's like, exactly. yeah, because I'm like that with some of those, I'm like, oh, I fucking love it. But then I don't necessarily think about it. But yeah. then I'll watch it again. And yeah, like, oh, no, shit, if I was to watch yeah. it again, I think I'd feel the same yeah. way. It has my favorite opening out of any film. I love I the opening. The opening is fantastic. The opening is so, I, I, I even just listen to the song. Yeah. That it's on, even and though then, it's, yeah, it's and then great. And it's just like, it's completely, and then it's completely different the rest of the film. But, mm. But it's boss. Like, that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. No, it was boss. Um, with that being said, though, I think After Yang might be the blueprint of mm. pretentious art film. It, it is almost the stock image mm. of pretentious art film. That I think if you were to, to go up to like a random stranger and go, what do you think a pretentious art drama is like? They would tell you the plot of After Yang. At the same time, no, I would say it's a lot more accessible than like Columbus. As yes. As the other yeah, film yeah, that, yeah, he, yeah. that he made. Uh, that director. I forget his name. What is his name? It's like a cool name. It's a cool name, but it's just one name. It's, it's, yeah, he hasn't got like a last yet. It's but cool. it's um, but like it's, yeah, because Columbus, good. Columbus is like very much that. It's just people talking. It's very like yeah. before, like it, it's very much like them almost because it is kind yeah. of just like it is just a girl and a guy just talking to each other for a lot of the time, yeah, talking yeah, about like yeah. art and like architecture. That's cool. That's kind of what a lot of that film is for. Like it's like a hundred minute like runtime. He's definitely but it's really good. got a certain style. He does. Um, yeah, I think after Yang. It's of it's very slow. Mm-hmm. It's very um, philosophical mm-hmm. in ways. Um, Colin Farrell is fantastic. Yeah, I watched it like the day after the Batman, and it was <laughs> yeah. They both came out the same day, which yeah. is bizarre. Yeah, it, he's brilliant in it. 
Um, it uses sci-fi really well. It's one of the cooler sci-fi stories. Yes. The way it uses that. And I, I even like some of the world building stuff, which isn't a yeah. huge part of it, but I like the idea of, like, some of the things about, like, it's obviously about, like, a, a like a robot, basically. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. Like, And I like some of the world, like, the ideas no, that are in it of, like, the... With that being, yeah. with all that being said, I have not spared a single thought for the film after watching it. Mm-hmm. And as much as I don't like to hold that against a film, mm-hmm. I think... There's a reason, like, I remember watching the Batman and watching After the End, back to back, basically. And after watching both of them, I was like, I prefer After the End. If you ask me now... It'd be Batman. I think it would probably be Batman. Then again, it's a bit unfair to compare it to. uh, Well, yeah, but I think you can can compare any film. But So I think the Batman is the kind of film that kind of grows on you because there's nothing like it. Mm -hmm. And it's new, it's fresh... Yeah. We're not going to talk too much about that because we've spoken about it before. Yeah, yeah. With that, after Yang, is there are there are other things like it. it yeah, it's it's something in a crowd in a way. Mm. It's it's a genre where there's a lot of good stuff, mm-hmm. but it's, so it's kind of just it just falls into being more of the stuff. It does. There's it nothing. Does. There's nothing yeah. wrong with see, this. Is my problem. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the film. It's just yeah. Okay. Well, there's stuff, there's flaws with the film, but there's nothing, like, inherently bad with the film. No. I just have not spared a single thought for it. <laughs> I just, if you, like, even on the count mm. of three, it's a film I've thought about. Like, I put in, like, it's a film I've thought about a lot more, like, since I yeah. finished watching it. After Yang, I watched it, I think I talked about it once to someone, and I was like, this is a pretty good film. Yeah. And I was like, I forgot it came out <laughs> this year. I yeah. forgot, I saw it two months ago. I think it's, I, I think it's one of those films that like I think. If you do watch it again, yes, I feel like because it's it's interesting well, with that director. So he, he directs like half of that Chopinchenko. Yeah, and it's interesting because I feel like his style is there, but it's not as philosophical. But he yes. still he kind of directs under the television thing, which yeah, is a hell of a lot more narrative. It's a bit more like Pachinko's more ha- like narrative heavy than okay. like yeah, sort of yeah. like Pachinko. It's a bit like a, a sort of like Columbus or After Yang. It's a bit more. It's less narrative heavy, but it's more like kind of thematic and kind yeah. of a bit more yeah, like yeah. character based. But no, like I mean, it's it's. I do know what you mean about like there are, there are still bits I think about. I still think about the ending. Yeah. I still I still think about the opening sequence. The opening's good. I'll, I'll yeah. give you the opening's really good. There's still parts of it that I think about that it's like, but I do get like it in my 2022 list. It has fell, but that's yeah, just like, because I found the five out of fives. To true, be honest, but I, I think for at me, the young. Because I, what, I, what I do is I make my lists at the end of a year. Yeah. I can't see After Yang be... Like, After Yang was at one point my favourite film of the year. I've seen... I can't see it breaking into, like, a top 15, top 20. For me, it's in my top 10, but it's at number 8. Yeah. I could easily see it get, like, getting Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I think at the end of the year when I'm thinking about my... I will have to be reminded of its existence <laughs> in order to think... And that, to me, is the yeah. sign that... Not necessarily a film's failed... But that a film might not be as strong as its initial impression. I think, I think you can also kind of blame the way it was released as well. Sure. Because yeah. I know I know it's obviously you know it came out in this country. Yes. Yeah, I mean don't get wrong. In America, obviously a cinema release helps. A cinema release helps, and also I know for over like we haven't even got it yet. Yeah. And also fucking A twenty four. No, no, no one's it. talking about the film. Yeah. Everyone like fucking A twenty four shoved it on Showtime for some reason. Yeah. But, you, but it's why. even comparing to something like um, On the Count of Three, which I know I only watched mm-hmm. recently, so it's kind of unfair to compare. 
But On the Count of Three is a film that I thought about plenty of times after I watched it. Yeah. So I want to talk about it to everyone. Yeah, I'm still thinking about it. Like, exactly. Yeah. After Yang. Bro, I saw that film and I was like, great film. And then just my face just fell. Well, let's talk about the opposite of that. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a sci-fi film. Oh. Boom. Nice. Transition. Nice, nice, nice yeah. transition. I was wondering where you were going A24 as well. A24. Um, so, I, so I, I'll just... Everything I've at once. I'll let you talk. Is my favourite <laughs> film of potentially the century. God. Because... And when I say century, I mean the 21st century. I don't mean, like, from 1922, because that's all cinema. <laughs> but um, Everything Everywhere is... I've never felt a film more made for me. <laughs> and I, I fully admit, this is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I've, 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 I've yeah. seen a lot of people who don't like oh, it. I've seen yeah. a lot of people who don't like it. Which is fair. Um, I've, but the thing is, is as someone... My favourite thing, potentially, in the entire world, my favourite concept, is the multiverse theory. Mm-hmm. Um, even on an emotional level I mean we know how much you love multiverse I madness. love no. <laughs> no way home no but, but genuinely um, I, I find I like I found a lot of emotional attachment a lot of um, a, lot, a, a lot of relief in the multiverse theory I have a, a really personal connection to that to that whole idea that there yeah. are different versions of you out doing different things you don't understand how pissed off I am because I wanted I've so my entire life I've wanted to write art about the multiverse yeah. and now I feel like what's the point because, <laughs> because this film handles it perfectly yeah. I still think there's there's things people can do with the multiverse you still, yeah I mean, I mean you still can't yeah no, it's exactly. still like because I mean like I mean because I guess one thing you could do is a multiverse film that's like dark mm. like a dark or, a horror movie hear me out oh. so it's a multiverse movie where we bring back characters from 2000's The X-Men could we bring back uh, Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider? Can we oh, bring back not. Jennifer Garner as Electra and fucking um, Colin Farrell as Bullseye? <laughs> Please bring them back. We need to bring. Can them we bring back, back um, the nineteen sixties Captain America? God, but Let's bring back Blade. <laughs> Who cares? What's like Blade? But uh, no, 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 genuinely, everything, everywhere is—it's mm. so made for me. Not just even in the multiverse. In the in the style of filmmaking, my favorite style of filmmaking is mm. experimental surrealism. Yes, and um, particularly experimental surrealism, for some reason about the meaning of life. <laughs> for me, it just works. Yeah, I, I there's a film. It's such a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. I adore that film. Yeah, adore that film. Which is, I would say, experimental surrealism about the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. This is like that, but times a billion. It's to me, it's the perfect blend of experimentalism, but it's also really accessible. Exactly. It's a really fun blockbuster. Exactly. Even though it's got like a budget of like twenty five million. I think exactly. I, I think it toes this like perfect line mm. of like it is really experimental. There's a yeah. lot of like, you know, even like the like the rocks. Yes. Like Mo where it's like a good like five or ten minutes of just complete silence yeah. with subtitles mm-hmm. that then it, but then it's obviously then it goes like silliness. Then it goes to this, then it goes to that, and then just all of these different things. And it's like, it's interesting that a film of twenty five of, of with a budget of twenty five million has a far larger imagination than a two hundred million dollar budget. Like, it's film. it's mad how the silliness never gets overwhelming. The silliness kind of just feels like another element. Exactly. I yeah. my uh, my girlfriend showed it to her dad yeah. yesterday, and her dad loved it. Her dad is 
so actively not a film man. Mm. You know, but he 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 got it. People loved it. Yeah. He got with it. He loved it. It, it's a film that in some mm. ways somehow manages to feel like it's made for everyone mm. despite the fact that it also feels like it's exactly made for me and my taste is shit <laughs> like I liked Ambulance mm. I like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 we will talk about Ambulance <laughs> but you know what I mean like yeah. I, everything everywhere feels made for me in so mm. many ways but I can also just see how it's made for everyone it's yeah. you know it's about the multiverse it's got incredible action mm. it's so funny i cried like three times <laughs> the ending of that film yeah. of everything everywhere is basically just a, a shit ton of monologues and montages yeah i am a terence malick simp do you know how <laughs> that made me feel watching a bunch of monologues and montages yeah like i creamed <laughs> Like, it's made for me. Yeah. Um, je- like, I've never watched a film where every single aspect of it came together so perfectly for me. And I genuinely think, in about a, in a, by, the, by the time I am rotting in, in my deathbed, I think if you ask me, what's your favourite film of all time? It might just yeah. be that film. I, I remember, I was really worried coming into it. Yeah. Just being, is that a lot of people really loved it. Oh, um, no, no, no. I, I was shitting my pants. Yeah, I was like, oh, God. Like, what if I don't like this? Well, yeah. And, okay. no, no, I was shitting my pants at the end of the film that you were going to turn to me and say, well, that was shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, for me, it's yeah. not my number one. Yeah. Um, my number one, I'll get to that later. Yeah. It's, it's my number four. It's fucking mid-film. It's my number yeah. four, actually. Yeah. Um, That's mental. How, how have you found three films? What, what other... Uh, I won't spoil my number yeah, one, yeah, yeah. but on the Cows of Vortex, I wrote okay. that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. fair. Just because they just appeal to me more. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's fair. Every, and, but it's, it's still a fucking amazing film. It's still, it's still like genuinely like one of like the most exciting like films I've seen. Bro, I haven't been this excited about... Genuinely, yeah. I, cause I, I am so fucking done with modern cinema. <laughs> like, like, not even like yeah. on a fucking pretentious film bro way just there has been nothing in modern cinema that's excited me mm. since since la la land yeah and i saw la land before i was into films <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i have not seen anything in cinemas that has made me go bro mm. and like on on a, on a hot like i i like we'll talk about the northman i love the northman but even that film that i gave 10 out of 10 to i thought was perfect even that film didn't make me go cinema yeah. bro everything everywhere it just excited me. Mm-hmm. I still am excited about the film. I, I like this. This is. I can't express how much of a massive deal this film is yeah. to me. Like, yeah. Anyway, you were saying. Um. So okay, I'm trying to think of a transition I could do. Okay, got one. So hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> hot dogs are phallic. You know what yeah. else is phallic? What? Penises. Yeah. Speaking of penises, Jackass Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass Forever. That was a brilliant transition. That wasn't it. Wasn't that just so crisp? That was actually fantastic. Wasn't it incredible? Hot dog dicks. Hot dog, yeah. Jackass forever. Yeah. I fucking adore Jackass. Yeah. I adore Jackass. I think Jackass is genuinely one of the most wholesome, lovely things ever. Even though it's a bunch of people hating themselves. I haven't seen. I haven't seen a Jackass film. You've never. Okay. I watched Bad Grandpa. I liked it. It's fine. I didn't like Bad Grandpa. Okay, I would say ba- Bad Grandpa's not that representative of Jackass. Yeah, I imagine so. Jackass Forever is my favourite one. Okay. Of the four. Because I think that one has to type. Like, because I think, kind of think with it, is what I think is really interesting about Jackass Forever is, mm. for the most part, they kind of they remake a lot of the like 
stunts that they did in the yeah, first three. Yeah. But there's a lot of like new faces in it, and they kind of just went, okay, here's like this stunt, but we're just gonna do it even bigger That's than cool. we did. And it's like That's cool. It's like fucking like so fucking like Johnny Knoxville nearly dies in like one of the scenes. He gets hit by a bull. The bull leads him to like I think he got like fucking brain damage from it. He like I like he got fucking, fucking he like he went into a concussion and all that. He if you see like if you see the impact, you see like what caused it in the films, all the last like ones in the film, he gets hit by the bull. He does a fucking like somersault. He falls down. Right, and he has like a and he has um he was like dressed up as a magician. Like fight for the stunts as well. As and, and the bull hits him and he goes down and he's knocked out and he comes back and the first thing he says is, I guess that bull doesn't like magic. <laughs> He said, and it's that is like a perfect like example of just how fucking great these films are. Yeah. Because, like, as well, like, not to mention that they're also very gay, even though they're all a bunch of straight guys. Yeah. yeah. But it's also one of the most like homoerotic films I've ever seen because it, it is just a bunch of people just whipping the dicks out. I love it. And using it for a stunt. I love it. And like, but it's. Obviously, you cringe and stuff, but I have never laughed so hard during a film in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in fucking tears multiple times just watching it from how fucking funny it was. I love that. It's just, it's what it's. It's just a film that just is just fun. Yeah. Like yeah. that's why, like, it's a five out of five for me. Yeah, no, I. And I it's like, yeah. yeah, all right. It doesn't have the plot. It doesn't have an beautiful, amazing plot or Oscar awards. Whatever. It's like, but it's fucking jackass it's just it's so fun yeah it doesn't have it's so like earnest and like just so yeah it's just a really fun film they've just released 4.5 on Netflix which I guess is just like a director's cut basically okay. more okay. stuff on it and still need to like do, 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 do. all of the films have that like an extra but like I need to watch that but like I know just like I know like this film only covers like a fraction of what they, what they filmed yeah there's tons more but it's just so tight is the thing like the film's like it's not that long at all, but it goes by in a flash because you're just constantly laughing at how fucking stupid a lot of it is. I love that. Like you need to watch them. I do. I you need, really I need, need to. to. They're I so love funny. Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and no. speaking of dicks, speaking of dicks, Willem Dafoe's The Northman. Oh, it's such a good film. Um, I so I think this is there's some I can probably figure out the stat. I'm just curious, so so I have given um, across the twenty tens. Mm-hmm. I gave how many five stars did I give? Like three five stars. Okay. To three films in the twenty tens, and one each of them were from different years. Mm-hmm. This is the first year I've given two films five stars. God. The Northman and Everything Everywhere. <laughs> Again, I, I said at the beginning of this, The Northman felt like it was made for me mm-hmm. because it is a two-hour-plus epic mm-hmm. about mythology. I know it's like it's about a Viking guy. It's about, it's about mythology. It's Yeah, it's about that, and it's yeah. also like a basic revenge story. Yeah, yeah, it's, watch, like, it's, it's the inspiration for Hamlet. Mm. Um, but, the you know, anything Norse, it, especially anything Norse that involves fighting... Is generally about the idea of Valhalla, and Valhalla is North 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 mythology, Norse mythology. <laughs> yeah. I can't say words. Norse mythology, 
And so it's a it's a mythology film. It's about mythology. Yeah, yeah. And there are some bits at the end that don't make sense if you don't understand what Valhalla is and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I love when a film's inaccessible. But you know what, though? For the most part, besides that stuff... Oh, yeah, yeah, Just like everything everywhere all at once, it is a very accessible It's surprisingly film. accessible. Like, could, could it really... Could, could the main, could, like, because, okay, you might not get those parts. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. then you've also just got a basic revenge story. No, that exactly. That is easy to get into and understand. The fact that it was the perfect story for them to choose, because mm. it is the inspiration for one of the most iconic stories of all time. Yeah, the, the story that everyone exactly copied. People before, have yeah. seen The Lion King. Yeah. People <laughs> loved the live-action remake. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is the live-action remake of the live-action remake. Yeah. Think about it. Genuinely, this film is so <laughs> good. Um, it, It's just, the action is phenomenal. Mm. Phenomenal. For the director, it doesn't really do action. Yeah. It's more no, so like a horror guy. The um performances are great. I've never, I never thought I'd be so emotionally invested in a man howling, but you know what? He does those bull howls really well. He barks like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Annie Taylor Joy's in everything, and to be fair, she kind of deserves it. She's she, great. She is great in it. It looks fantastic. It sounds fantastic. I think it helps that Robert Eggers is a huge nerd, as yeah. we've seen. Like, yeah. he obviously has a deep interest in periods, like, films. I think I think, I think, think someone asked him once, well, like, you know, would you ever do, like, a film in modern day? And I think he just said, no. Mood. He would never do that. What a hero. And it's like, and I don't want him to, because I think he clearly has a passion well, for that, periods, like, it's, films. It's, it's, it's the attention to detail. Yeah. It's, it's not just the attention to detail as well. It's the, I, I've always said, um, it's why I hate theatre. Mm. I don't hate theatre. But I hate minimalism in theatre mm-hmm. because I, I especially hate it in Shakespeare mm-hmm. because I think there is a certain elegance mm-hmm. there is a, and there is a certain level of... Uh, well, I don't, I'm trying to think. It's like there's a certain beauty yeah. in being able to tell a story mm-hmm. where it's a fully realised world yeah. You ha- and you are fully adhering to a time. I think the best... Sh- like Tragedy of Macbeth, mm-hmm. I think, nails the world. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think committing to having a set, committing yeah. to costumes, I think is fine. Is is huge. Mm. Yeah. Do and so I, I hate minimalism in like that when it comes to that kind of stuff. And so I adore like for instance I adore the film Excalibur, which commits to having yeah, sets yeah, yeah. for you know all of its all of its world. And then the Northman does that. It commits fully to being a Viking film. There is no beating around the bush. It is a Viking film. It's about Vikings. Yes. And I, I love that. But, but as well, as well, it doesn't glamorize exactly. the Viking thing either. It is Vikings. Yeah. It fucking, it like, 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 there's fucking, like, echoes of, like, come and see. It's like, yes. it, like, in the film, it doesn't glamorize Vikings. No, exactly. it, 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 it's not like this kind of, like, you know, like, it, he, he, he's obviously interested in this stuff, but he doesn't, like, fetishize it. Like, he doesn't, no, exactly. you know, he clearly understands. It's not a, it's not a make up. Vikings yeah. cool again film. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just a, guys, do you know Vikings, like, kill people yeah and like he brutally yeah, murdered yeah, people yeah, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that's why i think it's such a good depiction of mm. north north mythology yeah um because let's be honest thor glamorizes the hell out of a time mm. that probably shouldn't be glamorized yeah um because obviously thor and you know like asgard and all that stuff mm. it's portrayed i know that it's the comic book version of them sure but you could argue that it's weird that we have such a prominent comic book version of it anyway. Hmm. But, you know, that, that obviously has its own. The fact that people are thirsting over yeah. Thor yeah. is really weird when you consider <laughs> who Thor is. Yeah. Um, 
And so I think the Northman nails it. I think the Northman absolutely nails what Vikings are. Well, yeah, yeah, because you could even just the idea of like it's it hasn't necessarily got like a protagonist and an antagonist. Exactly. Like you kind of see like you almost feel sorry for like Skarsgård's character. No, exactly. Because he's just kind of a mess. Exactly. <laughs> like, he's like consumed by this like revenge. Like it's they're all depressing. yeah they're all just yeah. messed up. You know, like yeah. there's not a single character in the film who isn't messed up. Yeah. It's like you you, uh, I, I guess Annie Taylor Joy I feel a bit sorry for. And she starts yeah. screaming and doing witchcraft or whatever. It's like, oh, okie dokie. <laughs> uh, but no, genuinely, I think the film is a, is a masterpiece. I think it's an absolute masterpiece. Mm, it, is, it is my dune. And, mm. like, you know, like, I am passionate about, like, the technicalities of this film. Everything Everywhere is a film for me. But it's on a whole different plane. This is my mm. dune. This is my, not my favourite film of the year, but you know what? It's up there. It's up there. It might be, like, your second or third. It all. If my genuinely, if something manages to beat one of those two in that, if 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 that isn't two is my top two of the year, then this has been the greatest year for cinema. I reckon it'll be Babylon. Here, I reckon Babylon. That'll be yours. True. I mean, to be fair, Babylon is kind of also made for me. But yeah, you know what? We'll see. We'll see. Also, there's there is a new James Gray film. It's a good year for cinema. It's a great year for cinema. It is cinema. a good year for cinema. <laughs> um, okay, how do I transition? Go on. Hmm, let's see. Dicks, okay. um, Vikings, murder. Okay, The Northman is a violent film. Yeah. Violence, action, action, Michael Bay, ambulance. <laughs> Boom, baby! You could just said, like... What, uh, no, actually, to be fair, no, that was a better transition. Than what I, I'm trying to think of something... What were you going to say? I'm trying to think of something to do with, like... Well, the, you know, the Viking guy put a lot of people in... An ambulance. ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Okay. <laughs> you, know they could, you know what they really could have used in Viking times? An ambulance. <laughs> Speaking of ambulances. Speaking of ambulances, Michael Bay is ambulance. Can't believe Michael Bay had to come back just to slap everyone's ass and tell those bloody Marvel people how to make a film... I, okay, so, Ambulance was one of those films, but I was looking forward to it. I yeah. like Michael Bay. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Michael Bay, he makes his own photos, he's so okay. shit. Like, Genuinely, I, I think it says a lot about the modern film climate that we now consider Michael Bay <laughs> to be one of the pioneers of action cinema. But... I, but no, don't get me wrong. He always, it. but he always was that. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He is really yeah. good. I just think it says a lot. It does, but at the same time, I think he always was no, he, he, he does because that. he's been doing this all his career. The Rock smacks. The Rock, Bad Smack. Boys Two is one of the most vile things I've ever seen. But at the same time, it's so fucking insane that the action is great. Yeah, the Transformers have amazing action in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirteen hours is insane. Yeah, like you know, like I he's, love Six Underground. I I, like, genu- I genuinely do as well. I like I like the first forty minutes and like the rest. But yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. No, when I say I like Six Underground, I mean I love the first forty minutes. It peaks and then it kind of just gets into it. The rest is the what makes me not rate it five stars. The rest of it becomes a Netflix action film. Yeah, it makes yeah, but those first forty. But minutes. the first forty minutes are insane. But yeah, like ambulance. See, ambulance is interesting because to me, ambulance feels more like my Bay doing like a Tony Scott. Mm. Or like a Michael Mann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like more like him doing that kind of stuff than a Michael Bay film. Still has his Michael Bayisms in there. Like, there's weirdly meta references to The Rock, 
in the which I was like when I when that happened I was like fucking like soy facing like I was like I like I was like I was like oh my god I fucking love him I can't believe he's just like imagine if Scorsese made like Goodfellas references in his films that'd be so sad oh fucking it like like he, he's he has so cool. he has the balls to do that but he's like so cool it's one of those films that toes the line of like being a Michael Bay film and mm. then a genuinely really excellent action film like yeah, a Tony yeah. Scott Michael Mann film tells that line perfectly because you got the standard like hey the whole thing's basically an action scene once yeah. no, once no, they're in the ambulance it doesn't stop yeah which is insane like but it doesn't get boring which is insane given the fact that it's like it's like nearly it's like two hours ten yeah it's a really long film my only issue with it really was the humour because yeah. there's some forced quips in there that don't need to be there yeah it it's, it's still a modern action film I think at the end of the day mm. And not necessarily, I mean, like, obviously modern action films are, like, they, there are really good ones. But I think there's now, particularly in um, blockbusters, I think there's definitely a, a, a formula mm. that even stuff outside of the box yeah. still sometimes feel like they, they're being pulled in slightly. It does, because I feel like with Michael Bay, like, with Ambulance, it kind of, it still has this kind of, like, blockbuster. It kind of feels like an old blockbuster. Like, too fast. Yes. It kind of feels like what, like a film like, because I haven't seen it yet, but because I've been going through all of Tony Scott's like, films for Maverick, um, it kind of feels like that other film he done, like his last film, uh, Unstoppable. Yeah. Where it's like, I get, where it's like this idea of like this kind of, this, this pure action film about a really simple concept that like, typically now, you don't see those kind of films anymore. No, everything's just like, don't, like, cinematic universe. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's like this is a really simple action film yeah. that is actually like, even does like a, even like the chemistry between like Jake Gyllenhaal and the, the I forget the other guy's name, but he's a really good actor. But, um, I think that the chemistry between them is like, ah, genuinely like, really well done. Yeah. And, and Jake Gyllenhaal does a really good job in the role because he's a, a fucking yeah, no, coked up amazing. maniac in that film. But then he also has some really interesting, like, character beats. Yeah. And it's like... They're both brilliant. Like, yeah, and I, th- and I think as well, like, the way it kind of... The way it sets up these characters, they're all very simple. Yeah. There's no, like, they're not terribly complicated. But that's what I like about the film. It doesn't overcomplicate itself. Yes. It doesn't try and go for something. It goes for a very simple story with yeah. a very simple thing. And then Michael Bay just uses that as a way to just do the Michael Bayisms. Like, oh, yeah. the drone shots in that film. No, they're fucking insane. Like, I've insane. never... Like, drone shots have been... Drone, like, they've been pretty poorly utilised in film, I think. Yeah, Most of the shoes for establishing shots. Yeah. They're not really all that interesting. They're great for, like, indie people. They want, like, more interesting shots, but... Michael Bay, I've never seen someone use it so yeah. well. The way he fucking... He's, like... The way just you'll go to a random shot and it's just like drone cameras fucking losing it. It's like going out of control, like spinning everywhere. It's great. I don't know why it's there, but it's great. The film opens up with two logos of the yes. same company. They have a, there's a Universal logo and then there's a Universal logo again. <laughs> I don't it's know. It's a different place. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's great. Yeah. And it's yeah. what it's like. It, he's such, again, like, like, like you know, like, a, like Gasper now. Why I mentioned Michael Bay and Casper no in the same sentence. But you know when you're watching a Michael Bay film. Yeah, I agree. Like, Michael Bay... See, the Transformers films I like. But I like when Michael Bay just sticks to simple stuff. Yeah. Pain and Gain. 13 yeah, hours. I love Pain and Gain. That's that, like, when he just sticks to these simple films where he just gets to just do what he does best. There's a certain bombastic nature yeah. that is yeah. almost not seen in cinema nowadays. Yeah. 
Yeah, Which exactly. is, I think, I think why... We're, it's, and again, it's weird. We're getting to a point where I think Michael Bay is a breath of fresh air. It's like, in a way, he's kind of like the Tom Cruise of behind the camera. Yes. When you think about the work that he puts in his films to, like, yeah. all the explosions and well, the I cars getting flipped and, I think and all that's that. almost the bombastic nature is why he's such a meme. But I think why yeah. it, wor- it it works, because it, it, is, it is very refreshing. And it's the same thing, like, with Tom Cruise. Mm. When you watch a Tom Cruise action film, yeah. like, I'm so excited for Tom Cruise Maverick. Yeah. Like, when you watch a Tom Cruise action film, it, it feels different to the Billy, like the Sonic the Hedgehog 2s, yeah. the Doctor Strange and yeah. the whatevers of whatevers. You know, it, it's cool to yeah. see. And I think Michael Bay is that, but for, you know, I mean, I agree he is that behind the scene. When you watch Michael Bay film, it's like, oh, I'm just happy that this is an action film that isn't yeah, exactly. telling yeah. me to watch a bunch of other yeah. TV shows for homework. Like, Michael Bay and Tom Cruise together... <laughs> they would shatter dimensions. They would. That would be so fucking. I don't think it could ever work. Yeah. Because the two, I think the two eccentric, like two work together. No, I agree. That would be insane because both of them kind of go for the same thing. Yeah. Both of them have incredibly authentic action. But I like the fact that they're two. They're, they're two different things because it means we get two mm. films. Yeah, exactly. We get two. Yeah, one. we don't get to with one because like you just like Michael Bay. You know when you watch a Michael Bay film. Yeah, no, absolutely. You just do, and that's absolutely. what I adore about them. And it's yeah. like, and that's why it's such a shame that it flopped. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm, cause it's such a shame. I can't it really that. is. That's so sad. It flopped like Morbius made more money than Ambulance. <laughs> that is Bro. fucking depressing. Bro. No, that is really sad. Because it's, it's not even like that. Like it wasn't even that expensive Ambulance either. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's yeah. like one of his cheaper ones because there's not as many. Yeah. Like, of his crazy explosions in it. So sad. There's not as much CGI or whatever. It's very... So sad. Fucking depressing. Um, God. Speaking of depressing, we have, I think, one film left to talk about. Uh, I don't know how many more. I, I can only think of one. I have, I have a couple that I can speed up, but I can, I can talk about one a lot. There's one left that I know you really want to talk about. Okay. So I'm going to give you the floor. Okay. Talk about a certain little uh, film, which I think, you know, Slender Man vibes. Um... I guess my quick, my very quick thoughts. Um, I liked it. It's my favorite film of this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're all going to the world fair. Yeah, it's, it's my so actively an Aaron film. Yeah, it is. It is my everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I am fascinated by the internet. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. I love Unfriended, which I'm always like, oh, like turn off the screen. <laughs> I adore. Online horror like yeah. that, like I think I think Unfriended is brilliant. Yeah, like I think this part of it, like, but as a film, I think it's great. I think it's really interesting. What do you think of Searching? Loved it. Okay. Loved it. Profile is another one where yeah. it's like a thrill about like a woman who, like, um, she's like a journalist who's talking to like people in I think Syria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a really that's a same way all films are actually fucking great film as well. Okay. Really, really interesting film. Um, but like yeah, like. So, where I go into the world fair is basically about a young like teenage girl who is a YouTuber and Based. takes part. Yeah, <laughs> like you. Based. I'm surprised you didn't like. Well, wow, this is me. <laughs> She's just like me. Weirdly enough, I've never done a faster challenge, but I'll I'll figure it out. I'll, that, that's content. <laughs> so she so she takes part in this thing, um, this challenge, the world fair challenge. Mm. Which is basically you watch this video and it why and why you do you say like like I want to go to the world's fair, and she takes part in it, and then after that, strange things start to happen to her. Yeah, and 
all these things. She so, so she basically documents it. It's kind of found footage, kind of. Yeah. Where it, but then there's shots where it's not. Yeah. But for the most part, it is because it's mostly like through webcams and like Skype calls and stuff. But as she's kind of documenting her kind of journey and her psychological changes, she ends up kind of talking to this older guy mm. who is kind of manipulating her. Because she seems, because he seems to be kind of playing to her like delusions and kind of her like what she's kind of going through while he's kind of being like no, like you know she he's kind of pushing for her to keep yeah like you know yeah, yeah, keep yeah. keep filming keep doing that even though it's clearly affecting her and so it's a, so it's one of those films where like I it's a film that is not for everyone yes. It's not every everything everywhere at all at once. You're not gonna get a four point five or letterbox. It's yeah, like a three point four or something, which might go, but like it's not as high yeah, as what. Yeah, it's yeah. but it's one of those films that I think is probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, like depiction of like online mm. digital like kind of like isolation that I've ever seen. Yeah, because you got this woman who is making these videos and she's she desperately kind of wants to be a part of like something, mm-hmm. and you got this thing where it's like. Because I mean, could we seen like a couple of years ago with with like Slenderman, the teenage girls who um, tried to kill like one of their friends because Slenderman like has told them to or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's this thing where, as we're starting to understand the internet, we're starting to also see some of the problems it can cause. And I feel like no one's really been able to articulate that properly. Unfriended, I think, is really good, but I don't. But it's not the most realistic film in the world because it's a it's cyber demon. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, we are wrong. But I think, like, but I think the idea of using online as a space for horror is really strong. And I think because it could could we all go to World Fair is a horror film, but I'd argue it's more of a it's a drama with horror elements. Yes, yeah. I would argue it's more so that, and it's not necessarily scary, but. It uses like creepypastas and that kind of aesthetic of creepypastas. Yeah. Like that like one show where you see like the main girl's face, like where it's all like kind of distorted. But when she like wakes up in the middle of the night and she's like smiling, she's got like a then she's like smiling. Which fucking creeped me out when I first saw that. <laughs> like because again, like that's that like stuff really gets to me. Like yeah. that kind of like you know, I'm not necessarily like a creepypasta buff, but <laughs> I just love Slender Man. Fucking love Jeff the Killer Me, you know. Five Nights at Freddy's Law? He has it down. I love it. I will happily watch a three hour video on Five Nights at Freddy's Law. I don't care. Not not the fucking Game Theory videos, but I will happily watch, like, there's a YouTuber I watch called Wendigoon. Okay. He's a he does like a lot of like iceberg videos, but he also yeah. does like a three hour video on like FNAF. <laughs> Dying to watch it. <laughs> I don't even play those games anymore. But like, yeah. But it's like, but he, but like, but this film, um, it's just really like, it's so interesting the yeah. way like it kind of. I can I can totally see why people like some people watching call it mid and stuff and yeah. say it's not great and stuff. Damn. But I've never seen an online horror film, and again, like that just kind of shows it so well and so authentic and so like interesting. Obviously, as you said, the film I feels tailor made for me. It is. So it's like so one went. You know what? Aaron Murray really loves these kind of films. So we're just going to make this for him. Yeah. Because, you know, there's also like, but even just like the idea of like, it also feels like a, like a, a, an internet horror film by someone who knows what the internet is. Yes. Which is so rare for some like, reason. Like, like midway through it, there's a YouTuber who I like, who I used to watch just shows up in it. So like, in like a, in like one of the, like you go through like a couple of videos and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. She, it, it's the one who like, you see them like, in like wearing like wings. Yeah. And stuff. They're like a horror YouTuber. 
who's been around for like years. Okay. I remember seeing him and I was like, is that fucking like you know like you know, like 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 whatever the name was? I, I forget the name of the channel. But like, but um, big fan. I've I haven't seen him in years. Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but but I but I recognized him when I saw him. I was like, oh shit! Like that's like and they're not even like that big of a YouTuber. There was like an actual ASMR yes. YouTuber yeah, yeah, yeah. who like is in it in a really like a cool scene. Yeah. But like, and you know, but like, even just the fact like that's in there. No, and just right. kind of the way it's shot, like it's not necessarily shot on like beautiful crisp cameras. It's on like fucking like probably on like I don't know, bought it, like a shop. Maybe yeah. on like a night. It. I. I imagine. Maybe, I mean, maybe it was shot on like proper. I don't know, but it doesn't look like it. It kind of looks I like it's you. on like a lot of like iPhone. Yeah. Like stuff like yeah, like, yeah. like like sort of like the like like the opening credits when it's like the shots of like some of the like abandoned buildings and mm. stuff like like. It looks like it was filmed like an iPhone or something. Yeah. It's got this lo-fi aesthetic that I think is really interesting. Yeah. Where it's like, but also just yeah, like just the way it depicts like sort of mental illness, like in the online space no, where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know like take a buy an ARGs. I think is really cool. I love ARGs. I think they're great. Like, fucking some of the like Cloverfield is like one of my favorite films largely because of the ARG. Yeah. Like the fact of like that film is like that film is a film, but it's also a piece of like a larger puzzle. Where it's like, you can still look at it, like, as its own thing. Yeah, yeah, But then there's, like, little things you'll find that, like, really go down this rabbit hole of, it is, like, a part of this wider thing. They fucked it up, but it is what it is. <laughs> but, like, but I love that. And I think, but there is a danger to it. Because if it's based on, like, a horror thing, not based on, like, an established property, there is that fear of people. Because the whole point of an ARG is you believe this game. Yes. You view it like it's real. It's like, it's like the no sleep subreddit. Yeah, it's basically yeah. just a bunch of horror stories. But the idea is you go on that. And you assume it's real. You play along with it. You comment as if what you are reading, even though it is just a story by a guy or, or a girl or whatever, like it's it's a real thing. Okay. And that's okay. and that's the thing. And a lot of people can play along with it and, and still maintain that illusion, but not, not many people can. And that's where a lot of the fear is. It, it's kind of it's a really like it's an interestingly topical film, especially with the recent like shooting as well mm. that happens in Buffalo, which. You know, uh, the guy, like, who done that is reportedly, like, very online. Like, I know, like, discords and stuff, I believe, was, like, get, was getting investigated for it. Okay. Because this person was very online and very... And it kind of shows the dangers of it. Yes. But at yes. the same time, it doesn't necessarily kind of... It's not going, like, oh, the internet's bad. Like, like, it doesn't do that. It's kind of just showing, like, a very real depiction of what being terribly online, I guess, like, for lack of a better term, looks like. Yeah, which is that like kind of you can't, you can't like change like like you can't see reality, like and that's kind of and I just think it's a really interesting take on it. It's a film that I have like I've, I've watched it a couple of weeks ago. I still can't stop thinking about it. That's man. I think that's the sign of a good film. Yeah, one hundred percent it is. Like Vortex yeah. is another one. I can't I stop thinking. exactly. Like like all of the films that are in like my top ten, I have not stopped thinking about them. Yeah, like all of them. Yeah, just that all of them are amazing. No, that's sick. It's it's been a very good year. It's been insane, and yeah. there's still like really. I mean, I know it's divisive, but men yeah it's coming out. Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait for that. Well, wait a minute. Like yeah, men's coming out. Um. Nope. Nope. Cannot wait for that. Babylon. Babylon. Can't wait Babylon. Um, I'm not watching Amsterdam. The <laughs> David or Russell film. No, that's fair. I'm not watching that. Um, Thor four. Yeah. Get hyped for Thor four. She Hulk. B- bullet train. She Hulk. Yeah, Bullet Train. Bullet Train genuinely looks no. really fun. Yeah, Bullet I Train. I am really fun. looking forward to Top that. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of exciting stuff. I think it's Cannes right now, isn't it? So Which? Cannes? 
Yeah, he played. Yeah, he played a cans. Uh, no, I'm saying cans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cans all right now, but there's some there's some stuff coming out of that. Yeah, yeah. David yeah. Lynch was meant to have a film there. I guess not. David Cronenberg has one now. That's uh, which I don't know when that's future. coming out. Apparently, yeah. it's, it's out in America like next week. What week after? I think it's out like in like the third of June or something. What the hell? I don't know when the fuck we're getting it. I You're probably f- never. Fuck, I fucking bet you we're gonna get it while I'm in America. Probably. It's gonna be the in between where yeah. I can't see it in America because yeah, yeah. it's not out like wide enough. But then it'll come out here, and by the time I'm home, it's gonna be gone. Yeah, no, that is that is exactly what's gonna happen. Fuck sake. <laughs> But my yeah, life. is there any like quick films you want to talk about really quickly uh, to wrap us up? Let me see really quick. Because I feel like I've talked about most of them. Oh, uh, Kimmy. Yeah, Kimmy. Kimmy was really fun. I like, was, I like Steve. Steve, I, I, Steve Soderbergh's quietly making like yeah. these interesting like straight to stream and like baggers. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any like love for Kimmy. I thought it was good. Mm. I yeah. don't really like, I'm not talking to anyone. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say like, see Kimmy yeah 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 I'm not gonna be like oh it's the best thing again but I, yeah, I, I watched yeah, it and I was like that was really fun I yeah, really enjoyed good. that um, Ali and Ava yeah which was really good that's like a British um, film about this about this couple um, who kind of like find like a love feature like through music it's from um, Cleo Bernard okay on the Southwest Giants okay and a couple of other things so she's in that new thing on Apple TV with Tom Hiddleston the Essex Serpent Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it, it, that that was good. It's not not great, but that was good. Uh, the Alpha. Yeah. Which was the Mark Rylance thing. Yes. I like films that are just in one location and it's a bunch was of people talking to each other. And a bunch of people talking to each other. Yes, that's exactly what like it was. I thought it was good. A bit silly. <laughs> a bit silly. Uh, yeah. It gets really stupid at the end. Okay. But. I love stupid. It's fun. It, 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 it is fun. So yeah. it would probably, you know, fits. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to our thoughts on 2022 so far. It's a good year. It is a really good year. Yeah. And we'll, be, we'll talk about them again at the end of the year. Probably. About the films of the second half and how these ones compare. Imagine if the second half is just fucking dreadful. Imagine it's just really mid. It's just mid, mid-central. Not a single good film comes out. Christ. Please, Scorsese, please save us. Save us? Is that coming out this year? Or is that yes. next year? Yes. I think it's the end of this year. What should be? Thing is, no. The, the rate everything's going at, we're probably gonna get to the end of this year and be like, well, at least next year's gonna. I mean, I mean, they have all of the films that are coming out still, this year. There's still stuff getting delayed. Yeah, the thing. Right. There's, there's still like tons yeah. of stuff. Oh yeah. When's Venom three coming out? When's Morbius two coming out? That's okay. To be fair, there's a new George Miller film. New George Isn't Miller. Isn't that like coming out soon? It's coming out in America. I think end of August. Oh, God. But anyway, goodbye. Bye-bye.